Okay. Okay, ladies, welcome. What I want to do is I want to look at something specific in Truma. Um, if you go to chapter 26, verse, well, 26, beginning of 26. So, the, so Truma is, a, is an amazing parasha because it's, it's very technical and it's within the technicality that we're trying to have to learn something because if uh, we've got this Mishkan that's mentioned in the Torah, it must be that we can learn something from it, many lessons from it. Right? Each one of the each one of the um, things, what do you call them? The articles of the Mishkan. Obviously, each one is different. Each one is found in the Beit HaMikdash, except for the Mishkan itself, because the Mishkan goes through the desert, then it goes to Shiloh, it's there for a few hundred years, and then it becomes, and then it becomes the Beit HaMikdash. But certain things stay. The things that stay, obviously, are... The, the basics, the Aaron, the menorah, the shulchan, all of those things stay, but the mishkan itself, the, the structure doesn't. Because it becomes a permanent structure, it becomes a building. So what I, but nonetheless, I want to look at the actual mishkan itself. We always, we always get caught up. The difficulty with these kind of parishes is that you get caught up in the beginning, and then you forget the end, or you lose the end. So I'd like to, if we can, look at some of the whole structure rather than just the banana and all those different things. So it says, it says the Torah, it says, Veta mishkan ta'ase ese yuriot. So for the, mish, for the mishkan, the actual mishkan is made up of eser yuriot, ten yuriot. Yuriah is a, it's like a curtain of sort. Sheish moshzar. Sheish is a, um, is linen, it's a, it's a type of material. Moshzar. It's, it's all twisted with what? Tchelet, Vargaman, Vatolat, Shani. It's different, all different colored um, materials. Kruvim, Maasei, Choshev, Taseotam. And then what happens is, is, is part of the, the Riyuriya is with, embedded in it. Rashi makes it very clear. It's not an addition to the Yuriya, but embedded in the very Yuriya is a picture of the Kruvim. How they wove it, I don't know. It's not my field of expertise. Okay, um, but uh, that's what they did, and then it says, "Let's try and understand the, the numbers." We'll see if we get there. I don't even know if we're going to get there because there's a lot to discuss just on that pasuk. Let's go. Orecha Yeria Achat Shmona Veishrim Ba'ama. It's twenty-eight amot long. Barochav Arba Ba'ama, and it's four amot high. And each of the yerot have the same. So twenty-eight by four. Just by the way, 28 always is a number. What's 28? What's the gematria of 28? Chavchet. What's the gematria of Chavchet? It's Koach. Okay? But what's important about Koach is it's not just Koach. Because Koach is double the gematria of Yad, which is 14. Do you hear that? Okay, so there's something about Yadayim together which gives you koach, and there's something about koach in the urea. We know, I, don't, I don't know if we're going to get there today, but I just wanted to point that out. That the, these numbers, the numbers are fundamental. They just keep coming up, especially in here. Um, all the numbers, the height, the width, the length, everything that the numbers are very important, we're going to look at some of these numbers. 
of turquoise uh, fabric, and you put them on the side, obviously what are you going to do with them? Connect them, right? That's how they become connected. Um, how many lulaot are there? 50. And they're all, they're going to be connected to one another. So there's 50 hooks. Sorry, there's 50 lulaot, and then there are 50 also by Asita, Chamishim Krisay Zahav. Then there are 50 hooks. And you connect the 50 to the 50, and then Mishkan becomes one. So the numbers that we've got so far are how many Yuriot do you need? 10. Okay. 10. 10 Yuriot. Each Yuriot is 28 by 4. There are 50 little hooks on the one side, and there are 50, 50, 50 loops, and there are 50 hooks. So we've got a lot of different numbers happening here. Okay? Um, okay, let's stop there for the moment. We'll see where we go. Okay, so the question is the following Why do you have to have 10 year old? Why 10? Why, what is, what's the difference that there's the number? Why don't you just have Yuriot to cover the total amount, whatever the Mishkan is? Why is Hashem so specific as to the number of Yuriot? So let's try and understand the number of, of um, Esser. So it says that Or HaChaim HaKadosh, which is really what we're going to focus on today. He says the following, that the ten, these 10 Yuriot are Remez Bazer, it's a Remez, it's a hint, these ten yuriot or remes are a hint to the fact that what the world was created with ten utterances. Remember, we spoke about this when it came to the service that he brought. Same thing. Why is that? That the Mishkan is, um, is as important, let's call it, as the creation of the whole world which was created in 10, in ten uh, utterances. So there's something in the Mishnah that makes it so fundamentally important, let's try and understand this. Gam Zuchut Yisrael, and also, um, it's a big Zuchut, uh, it's, a, it's a merit for the Jewish people, boy, Ki'ilu Kaimu Hayudma Amorosha Vahimni Ra'olam, and it, it's as if the Jewish people have fulfilled, no, this doesn't make sense, if we have to try and understand it, have fulfilled the Ten mamarot, the ten um, utterances which the world has created. So we create the Mishkan. It's as if we had that to remind us of the ten utterances which the world was created. And says the Rachim, the strange concept is if we fulfilled the ten utterances, uh, the ten utterances of the creation of the world. There's no mitzvah, by the way, of the ten utterances of the creation of the world. So what is the Rachim Hakadosh telling us? He's telling us something about the creation of the Mishkan that reflects on our relationship with the creation of the world. Do you understand that? Because mm. let's try and understand that. What's the Mishkan for? 
Because all the others, this is the first time that it's actually referred to this thing called the Mishkan. All the way through the, 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 um, um, through the, the Pasha before, it speaks about, starts off, you must create a Mishkan, and then it starts off with all the different vessels. Right? That's not the Mishkan. The Mishkan is the Mishkan, and the vessels are the vessels. The vessels go inside the Mishkan. But the Mishkan is that. What is the Mishkan? So right at the beginning of the Pasha, on page 444, From every person who will give of their heart, take And these are all the things that you have to take. And it goes through all the different um, uh, types of uh, fabric and materials. And then right at the bottom there, at, in Pasuk Tet, it says, And you must make me a Mikdash, and I will dwell within them. As the Rashi tells us, surely it should say, you're creating a Mikdash and you'll dwell within it. But it says, but within you, the Mikdash is the Mishkan, it's the same thing. So when we're looking at this creation of the Mishkan here, with we're talking about the creation of the Mishkan, and there's something about the creation of the Mishkan that then says Hashem will dwell within it. I'm oh, sorry, within them. Rashi says, within each person. So there's something about the creation of the Mishkan that allows Hashem to dwell inside each one of us. What is that? Let's try and understand that. Remember, we said the Mishkan also is made up of the ten yuriot with which the world was created. So there's something about the Mishkan that when I create the Mishkan as being part of Am Israel, I reflect back into creation. You understand? There's this whole circle that seems to be going round and round and round and round. But one of the things that keep that comes up is that right at the beginning it says, and this is the answer. It says, "Vayikuli truma, take the truma, may eight kol ish." From each person, Asher Yidvenu Libo, who will give of his heart. So when you get the Mishkan, is made out of the fabric, or made out of the materials, that people gave from their heart. Which means there's something about giving from your heart, which creates the Mishkan, which creates reflection back onto the, the creation of the world. Okay? Got it. It's quite an interesting. It's a difficult circle, but it's a circle. So let's try and understand. Um... The Slonima Rebbe says that there are um, two fundamental relationships that we have to bear in mind. The one is the relationship we have to the Beta Mikdash, and the other one is the relationship we have to Shabbos Kodesh. Okay? Let's try and get that. What does he mean? He says there is the, the thing about the Beta Mikdash is that it was a space in which you could connect fundamentally to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. How did you connect fundamentally to HaKadosh Baruch Hu? So let's look, if anybody ever been to Yerushalayim here, and you go to all these little museums, right? So it takes you through, and all the museums takes you through the, 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 the path that people walked. So they went first into what's called the Azara. The Azara is this courtyard where everybody would hang out, you know? Then from that you go into the Heichal. The Heichal is the place where all the vessels were. And from that you go into the Kodesh Kodashim where the Aaron Kodesh was. Okay? Now that is a process of approaching HaKodesh Baruch. You start with the Azara. Then you go, which is a broad space. 
Then you go into a much narrower space, called the Kodaycha, and then you go into the narrowest of all spaces, the place where you connect directly. Ah, Tfila does exactly the same thing. Always, everything reflects in those three. The way we relate to things also reflects in those three. Why? Because we have a body, we have a heart, we have a mind. It's, everything's three. It's an unbelievable thing. Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. All our fundamental uh, building blocks are in three. And says the Slonimer, what does it mean? Is that if you create this Mikdash properly, Hashem will dwell in each one of you because why? Because you're giving of your heart. What's the third point? We just mentioned, sorry, I've got to go back once there. Is What's the third thing? Is Shabbos. Shabbos. How does Shabbos work? And Shabbos we often forget about. Because how do, when I say to you, what are the three in Shabbos? You tell me. Or three meals. Okay. So if Shabbos is this, remember Shabbos is our relationship with Hashem as the creator of the world. That's the connection into all of this. Which means that if we do Shabbos in the way we're supposed to do Shabbos, we have the ability of creating a Mishkan in time and in space through which we are able to create a space for Hashem, Shachanti Betocham, in which we are able, as the Orachai Makadosh says, we are able to fulfill the ten Ma'amarot Shebaim Nira'alam, the ten utterances that Hashem created the world. You with me? What's it about Shabbos? So let's look at Shabbos. We get Shabbos a little bit, but now for it's a good thing for Adam. But a little bit wrong. Why? Shabbos begins, what's the most important part of Shabbos? Which point? No. Well, let me rephrase. What's the more, most important time of Shabbos? That's how I don't know. Give me an answer. And then I'll ask you why, so be careful. <laughs> why? What's the most important part of Shabbos? If I would ask you to, as a just gut feeling, most people would say, what's the most important part of Shabbos? Friday night. Friday night. Bringing Shabbos in. Right? Yeah, you happy with that? And then what's the second most important part of Shabbos? Kiddush. Well, I'm sorry. So Friday night is the is everything that goes with it. And we think with Shabbos day, right? We the next best, and then would be like this little thing called Sudash and shit at the end, right? Okay. However, we've learned that processes, the process works. The Azara, the Heichal, and the Kodesh Kedoshim. Shabbos says the Son of Rebbe is exactly the same. The entrance into Shabbos is the Azara. In other words, Kabbalah, Shabbat, which we make this whole big massive spiel out of, which is fantastic, because that's the, the beginning. That's the Azorah. That's the most, that's the place where everybody can enter, easily. There's no Azorah is the easy place to enter into the, in the Beit HaMikdash place, right? The next, what's more important, Kiddush on Friday night or Kiddush on Shabbos day? Kiddush on Shabbos day. Yes, unbelievable. Kiddush on Shabbos day. What is Kiddush on Shabbos day made up of, really? So Kiddush on Shabbos day, really, in halakhic terminology, is made up of one thing. And that is, Baruch Atah Hashem, Done, you made Kiddush. Yeah, but that's why I'm like very confused, because Friday night you've got to do the whole... Oh, so now we... Now, okay, amazing. So can you see that we've got this massive Kiddush, right? 
Then we've got Kiddush and Shabbos, then it's really just Barei Pragafim. We've added all those other things. Why? For a really good reason. We're not going to go into that now. And then, right, you've gone from the Azara into the Heichal, Kiddush, Shabbos day. The next most powerful place to be is the Kodesh Kedoshim. There can be no place more powerful to connect with Hashem than the Kodesh Kedoshim. Where is that? Sudash Yishit. What Kiddush do you make on Sudash Yishit? You don't. Unbelievable. How's that, huh? Can you see that? That's a problem now. If we're going to say that the Kiddush on Shabbos day is more important than the Kiddush on Friday night on a, on a halachically conceptual level, right? And surely it should be with so much words and things and all like actions and stuff like we do on a Friday night. But the most important meal, the most important space, the most important function on Shabbos is Sudash Shit, and there is nothing prescribed for it other than eating. It's the ultimate Jewish experience. Right? Yeah, that. So why, what's so that's what's happening in our concept. Why is that? So let's understand. We invite them the holiness oh. of the day. Yes. So at the beginning of Shabbos, we haven't got it. Right. By the time um, Kiddush comes at Shabbos morning, the, we need more on a holier it, level there. Excellent. Excellent. So what do we need? We need the props. We need the, the extras to bring us in. Why? Because what is the space in which we are going to get that connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Call Ish Asher Yidvenu Libo. Every person gives us their heart. In that way, we are Suli Mikdash. That's where we create the, the, um, the Mikdash. Veshachanti Petocham and Hashem will dwell in that. You understand that? Which means that we need to get into the mood, call it, of connection. How do we start that? So we start that with Kabbalah Shabbat. We go out. It's amazing. The Chazal set up a process where Shabbos comes in whether we want it or not. Right? You can't say, oh no, second Shabbos, then let's get Shabbos until 7.30. Right? Doesn't work. Shabbos comes in at the time that it comes in whether we want it or not. What we do as Am Yisrael is we go out and we bring Shabbos in. Right? Boi kala, boi kala. You come in. You come in. We go and bring Shabbos. Why do we do that? Because we understand that it's bringing with it this process of being able to connect fundamentally with HaKadosh Baruch. Friday night via Yechudu, we testify Abed as our testimony, the fact that Hashem created the world. If Hashem created the world, what I'm going to try and do over this Shabbos period is to connect to. Right? Shabbos day, what have I just done? But before, when I eat. I've been through two hours or whatever, depending on how long your shul is, right? I've been through two hours of davening. I've davened, I've davened shachris, I've davened, I've heard Jews, I've davened, I don't need a space to bring me into connection. I've got connection. I'm there. Right? Shalashudas, theoretically, should have done Mincha first. Why is that so important? Because Mincha Chazal tell us is the time that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has The most profound time of Hashem Yerim Atfila on a daily basis. How do we know that? Because it says by Eliyahu Anav. You know that story with Eliyahu on Har Kamel, where he's, uh, he does the whole sh- with, 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 the, with the Baal and the competition with the, the, the Nevi'im, the, the, the prophets of Baal, and Eliyahu Anami. And, Eli, and the prophets of Baal, everyone, like, they're all like scoffing at Hashem, and Eliyahu says, okay, let's see who's right. 
And he brings up, they bring up all their bullocks and they scream to Baal and Baal and Baal and nothing happens. And he takes water and pours it on his bull and this, oh, everyone's worried. Nothing and all this fire comes down and burns up the bull. And so it says, you know, we say, We say that on, uh, on your Kippur. The one who, who heard Eliyahu Navi, he should hear us. That there's a machloek as to what is, what, which part of Eliyahu Navi's tefillah is talking about. But either way, it was done in Mincha time. Mincha is the time when HaKadosh Baruch Hu hears us, tefillah, right? Which means it's the time that we are our, at our closest to Hashem, right? Which means that it, that Sudash Yishit follows that closeness. It is what Chazal called the Rabbah the Rabbah. It's the most fundamental connection that we can have with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, much more powerful than Ne'ilah. Wow. Yeah, that's Mincha generally, or is that on Shabbat? Mincha, Mincha Shit is the most powerful connection time that you can have with HaKadosh Baruch We waste it, right? But it's it. That's the time. That's the Kodesh Kedoshim of our lives. That's V'shachanti B'tochem. If we are able to get to a space, not like I do, it's like we can try. If we are able, says the Son of Meribah, to get to that space of Mincha Sudash Yishit, that is where Shachanti Petocham Hashem vests in our lives. Why? So let's try and understand a little bit. The, the, the Shlonema says the most amazing thing. What does it mean that Hashem will, if we give of our heart, Hashem will then dwell in us? Right? It's these two psukim that, that, uh, um, that bracket all the different materials that they have to bring. What does that mean? So he says it's quite simple. It's very, it's, I mean, it's execution's hard. <laughs> the concept is simple. What's the, what's the idea? The concept is as follows. Every single one of us have got our own stuff. Okay? We've all got stuff. We've all got our challenges. The Slonimus says it very simply. Every single human being in this world is brought into this world with one single thing that is going to challenge them in every single aspect of their lives. And we have to discover that. When you discover what that challenge is, and you overcome that, that's That is means that you've gone deep, deep, deep stuff into yourself. This is my challenge. I overcome that. I give my total self to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, because to overcome something as big as that, right, means you've got to really work hard, because you want to connect, because that's your real challenge. Then Hashem lives within you. Okay? That's B'Shochanti Patocham. Okay? Why on Shabbos is that the most profound time where that can execute itself? Because you don't have anything else to do. Shabbos, no one works. You shouldn't, except for our one. I use Sunday. Right. No, no one works. We don't, we don't involve ourselves in any creative activity. That's what Malach is. Right. We've got two things to do. We've got to remember Shabbos and make sure we don't break Shabbos. That's what Shabbos is about. Right. There's no extras needed. Right? But the whole process is there to get to that point where at that height of Rabba da Rabba, of, of Sudashi Shit, of Mincha, that, that time, you've been through everything and you've discovered what it is in yourself. Now, just by the way, Shabbos finishes. What do you do? You make Havdalah. Rosh Hashanah says Havdalah is the Kiddush for the week. Why is it so important that Havdalah comes or yo, that Havdalah comes? after Sudash Shit. Surely that's the space you want to contain. Because now you've done the work. Now you've got to execute. It's easy to keep the, the you know the challenges are easy on Shabbos. Right? 
But when you're sitting in that world, when you're engaging with people, where everybody's now rushing around, making arrangements for Saturday night and Sunday and Monday, children and children going nuts, whatever the case is, that's when the challenges start. And we're not talking about small challenges. Because what we often think are our biggest challenges are not our biggest challenges. What's your biggest challenge? That's Asher Yidven That's the thing that creates the Mishkan. That's the thing that creates the Masara Ma'amorot Nivra the ten utterances that create the world. That's what we've got to find. Because when we find that and we connect most profoundly, then we're doing the real work. Then we're creating our Mishkan. That's what this Orachayim HaKadosh means. It's not easy. Because the things that we think of the challenges are not the challenges. They're just manifestations of the challenge. You know, like some people have time, time issues. Right? Time issues. I mean, I lost my keys today. I cannot find my keys. Okay? I've lost my keys. Like, I, it's the most bizarre thing. I always lose my keys. Like, like one, I don't lose anything else. I always lose my keys. Um, so, I, so I thought maybe that's Hashem's challenge for me. But that's ridiculous. That's not what it is. Right? It's got, but it's got to be something to do with that. So maybe it's discipline. But that's not what it is. Because discipline is another thing. So you've got to just keep digging and digging and digging and digging. I mean, I think I've figured out what it is. But um, that's my stuff. But you've got to keep digging because the things that we think it is are not the things that we think it is. Why? Because what the Yetzirah tries to do to us is to give us the things that it's not. Because the Yetzirah doesn't want us to become the best that we can be. Right? Comes along the Torah and says, very simple. Right. There are, you want your Mishkan to exist, you've got to create these Eseyuriot. These ten yuriot, these ten curtains, the ten curtains are a focus on the creation of the world. Your world. Hashem, if we say, as the Torah says, when I was, when I was working on developing this, sister, it's unbelievable. We say, Bishvili Nivraha Olam, the world was created for me. What does that mean? What's that? Well, okay, for me, I'm so happy with it, right? What it means is, Bishvili, for me to fulfill my purpose. I've got a world that was created with these ten ma'amarot. Now move on. Go create your purpose. That's what he's saying. Okay. Says the... Um, the... The Orachayim. If we look carefully, you'll see. There... Um, go, to, go to verse number seven. The first Uriot, sorry, Uriot, are the Uriot of the Mishkan, the actual the 26, the chapter 26, verse 7, page 454. Okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to read it in English because that'll be done. I don't have to translate the Hebrew just for time. Okay, so he says the following. Torah says, you make curtains of goat hair for a tent over the Mishkan. Eleven curtains. Remember, so we had 10 curtains, 28 by 4, 50. Those are the numbers. Now you have another 11 curtains. Okay? The length of each curtain is 30 cubits. The width of a single curtain is 4 cubits. The same measure for all the 11 curtains. Now listen carefully. You're the so you've got 11 curtains. Okay? 11 is a problem number. Why? Because how do you divide 11 into 2? So it's very simple. You take five of the curtains separately and six of the curtains separately, six of the curtains. And you fold the sixth curtain over the front of the tent. Then you make 50 loops again, it comes up. And then another 50 loops again, 
and you take the 50 hooks and the 50 hooks, so it's all very nice. So the only difference besides the material, that the, the, the two different types of curtains, there's curtains of the Mishkan, which is 10. The only difference is the curtain on top of the Mishkan, right? And there's this covering over the Mishkan. is made of goat hair, number one. But more importantly, for our purposes, it's made out of 11, not 10. So, what's the number? What's the 10 and what's the 11? So he says the following, and this is like out of this world. There's another way to understand what's going on here. The shalyurot is him. There are two differences between the ones of this material and the ones of um, goatim. She b'shal sheish tiva asara because we have the one that's commanded. There are ten. B'shal isim tiva ashtay asara and the other one is eleven. Od tiva she chaber hayyurot levad hayyurot levad. The one at five and five, okay, and the other one is what six and five. Atama davaru. The reason is the following. Ki. Rashem Hashem Shmo Hanichbad Beiriot. Hashem vests his name into the Yiriot. His name, the name of Hashem, through which the world was created, is sitting in these curtains. Let's understand that. How did that work? Into the eleventh one, or into into the ten and in the eleventh. Where is the name of Hashem? Okay, 10. What's the letter 10? Okay, what's the, now we've got 11, right? 11, which equals 5 plus 6. Yes? So tell me that. What's 5? 6? You see? Shem's name is weathering itself. And how many loops are there? 15. There's a nice thing there as well. Because you this little thing called uh, Gamakshya Katana, which translates, you say 5 plus, whatever, whatever the letters are together. So you've got the Hashem's name is sitting in those Uriot. Okay? Um, so what, what is that? What's the whole point purpose? So it says the following. Okay, we've got. We understand how the yud, the hay, and the vav, and the hay work. Okay. Then he says the following. Um, okay. Why is the? It says that the but all of them the, the the width is the same. What's the width? Four cubits. Why four cubits? Because the four letters in Hashem's name. Right. So you've got the yud, the hay, the vav, the hay. You've got you've got the four cubits that are sitting there. Um, do this. Okay. Um, then he says, uh, so, uh, just get Okay, then they are, um, sorry, keep saying the same thing. Sorry, sorry, I lost my place. I'm just going to see how I can hide it without using it. 
Okay, why do we have... So, okay, so we've got that. Now we say... Um, there are... I just, let's look at the numbers again. So we've got... We've got... 10, which is 5 and 5. 28, 4 and 50. Okay, 10, 5 and 5. 5 and 5. 28, 4, 50. And this one is 11. Also, 30. Um, 5 and 6 and 50. Okay, there we go. So he says the following. Um, so a second. What's strength is koach. Is strength. Yeah. There's something about the handiwork of Akkadosh Baruch that's sitting in the 28. But what's 28 in the Mishkan Oh, 28 is the, um, the is the length, the length, the length. Okay. So he says the following. Um, oh, I seem to have out. Says the following. Okay. Okay. He says the following. He says, what, what's the important part of, of all of these things is that the letters all intertwine with each other. When you say the letter, Yud, okay, like this letter of these ten, why is that so important? So it's the, the letter Yud, which is the letter of the Yeriot, which is the first letter of Hashem's name, is spelled how? Okay, tell me about Yud Vav Dalit. Yud is? What's that? Six and four, which is ten. So there's something about the letter Yud. The Yud part of Yud, which is what we see, is ten. The Vav and the Dalit of Yud, which is the part we don't see, but we say it, now as the hiddenness, is also ten. So sitting in Akkadosh Baruch Hu's name, the first letter is the ten, that's the ten utterance of the world, and there's a silent ten utterances in the world which, in the way the world was, was created and what we often what we don't realize is that the inner world and the outer world are identical what is the out what is the inner world we don't know it's hidden the outer world is what we see but what we do what, what the is, is emphasizing is that these ten yot create not just a curtain but they create a covering of ten this youth over what's going on Inside the Yud of the Beit of the Mishkan Beit Hamikdash, understand that? Because what's happening in our world is that things are happening that we can't see what's really happening. We see Hakadosh Baruch Hu manifesting Himself through the world in which we live, but there's something much deeper going on, which, by the way, is also created with the ten utterances. So it's not a, another world; it's a parallel world that we don't always see. And what he's trying to emphasize is that that's why this, it's covered. It's covered. And it's covered by the Yud. By the yud. Then, our, then he says the following. Um, okay, then the... Okay, that's fine. Okay. Then he says the following. What is...
Why? Oh, yeah, so okay. How many days did Moshe Rabbeinu stay on Har Sinai? Show me 40 in here. What is the 10 by 4? 10 by 4. Yeah. So it's 10 by 4. It's 40. In other words, there's something, there's something about Moshe Rabbeinu's sojourn in Har, on Har Sinai, which is 40 days. There's something about the number 40, which gives us an understanding, will enable us to understand that. And then we begin to understand what Moshe Rabbeinu experienced on Har Sinai. What Moshe Rabbeinu experienced on Har Sinai is not the cloud and the lights and all the stuff. That is indicative of what was going on in those, in that, those, that yud under, under, underpinning everything. The 40 days of experience of Moshe Rabbeinu, which is why, you know, Gomorrah, that often we find this concept called Halokha la Moshe Misinah. Halokha that was given to Moshe Rabbeinu at Har Sinai, which is a bizarre concept. You've got this whole shas, and you've got shulchan aruch, you've got all these things. And then there's these halochas that we've got no clue where they come from. Why don't we have a clue where they come from? Because they're sitting in the 10 by 4. They're sitting in the underpin of the, of the Mishkan, which is a world that we don't really understand. That's why Torah is so difficult to understand, because it contains all of these things. And finally, um, he says the following. If you look at the word... Let me go back a bit. We say, we say, Reshit Chokmah Yerat Hashem. We say that in the morning. Some people say it. Right? Which means, the beginning of Chokmah is Yerat Hashem. Say it, etc., etc. What does it mean, the beginning? Why do you say Reshit Chokmah Yerat Hashem? What's the purpose of saying it? It's a nice possible, Right? But why do we say it? Because we understand that the thing we're striving for is Chokmah. But to get Chochmah, you've got to first have Yeratashim. You've got to have this fear, reverence, or whatever about Kodesh Baruch So ultimately, you're looking for Chochmah. Right? Yes? Yeah. Let's divide that up. What's that? You have to do it that way. That's Koch. Okay? What's Mem? That's the 40. That's the 10 times 4. And what's hey? Everything's 5s. Except for the 5 plus 6. But the 5 plus 6 of the, of the other Uriot is to give us the Vav of Hashem's name. What's the Vav of Hashem's name? What's the word Vav mean? Like Vav is an unbelievable letter. You know what a Vav is? A vav is a hook. The purpose of the Vav is to hook us. Is to connect us. So we've got... We've got Koach, we've got the Mem, which is the four, the 4 times 10, we've got the Hay, which is all those different, uh, all the different mentions, 5 and 5 and 5, and finally, we've got the Vav, which is the hook, that hooks us all the way back into our Kodesh Baruch And so you've got Yud. Where is this Vav coming from, sir? Say again? Where is this other Vav coming from now? This Vav. That is the Vav of Hashem's name. Yud, you understand, is there. The Hay, the Vav, and the Hay. Okay. Those are Kodesh Baruch names. So because there's five, there's five, and there's, remember it's the five and the six make up the eleven of the um, of the of the Yiriot of the Izim. And so the purpose of these twenty-one blankets is to do what? To connect us. 
Why? Because in those 21 blankets he's sitting, I share Vinigibor. We have to find out what our personal love is. That's the only letter that's missing all the time. What's the vav that you bring? The far we understand, and the chokma we understand, and the men we understand, all these secrets that are busy working around in the world. But our yidvenuli bor is in the vav. What is the hook that's going to connect us to all of these deep secrets? I don't know. Everybody in there. And it demands work. Big work. And that's really the work of, the, of Truman. It's not about understanding a Mishkan. Mishkan's cute. Not understanding a So you build a building. The purpose of the building is to connect. The purpose of everything is to connect. And if we didn't have the why, we, it, that's what this machlokas is that happens between the uh, Rishonim is when was the were, when was the mitzvah of the Mishkan given? We'll finish on this. When was the mitzvah of the Mishkan given? So if you look in the Torah, right, the chronology of the Torah, when was the mitzvah of the Mishkan given? After Harsina. After Harsina. What happened at Harsina? No, she, she's got such a positive way of seeing things. It's called the Egel Azahav. Right? You owe that to you. Like that like, fundamental part of our whole history, right? That one as well. We don't like to speak about it. The truth is, we don't like to speak about it. But what happened at Har Sinai was the Aserta Dibros, Egel Azahav, Aserta Dibros. Right? That's really what happened. The Egel Azahav just ruined everything. And according to me, it ruined everything to the extent that Hashem said, That's it. I'm not dwelling within the Jewish people in the same way that I did before. Therefore, build me a Mikdash. Other Rishonim say, no, the Mishkan is just part of the whole story. It's one of the mitzvahs. If it's just one of the mitzvahs, then it's just part of being. But if you're going to go, according to most of the Rishonim, are saying that it came after the Egel Azahav, right? This is the secret of the Mishkan. is finding the Vav. Because what made you Serve the Egel Azahav. That's the challenge. <coughs> we all have our own Egel Azahavs in our lives, which is the challenge of us, to, 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 which stops us creating the connection. And if we can get that Egel Azahav, whatever that is, then we can get that vibe. But isn't it through our challenges? I'm not talking about the difficult things that Hashem puts us through. That's a different discussion. But isn't it through them? If you look deep, yeah. If you look deep through the challenges that you are experiencing, because ultimately the challenges are there for your soul. Yes, 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 yes. You are going to come to connect to Hashem. So, yes, but not the ultimate connection. The ultimate connection is to say, in those challenges, where is my challenge? Okay. It could be you've got to work on your anger, which could be that you've got to work on something else, because anger is just an expression of something. Could be you've got to work on your patience. It could be, I mean, that's some of the things. Could be, I don't know, you've got to work on your empathy. Uh, they're all kind of the same things. Like everything, ultimately, the challenges are going to give us things. And we always get the same challenges until we discover what the challenge is. And then you think you got it, and you find something else, because that's the nature of the world. Because to really get to the depth of what our challenge is, I share it very born not easy because if it was easy then we would need all of this okay so I think that's the idea so I know it was a bit of a different from our normal but uh, 
Just wanted to bring some new things into into play. Have a beautiful day. Thank you. Can I add one thing? I heard Sharon yesterday, Sarah Evans, and she said, what is the month of Adar? She said, it's Pisces, and Pisces are the fish, and it's under the sea. She says, on land, you can see what's going on. Under the sea, things are hidden, and you have to like... That's beautiful. Yeah, and I love it. Okay, good afternoon, boss. Okay, so I wanted to look at something a little bit different um, because Parsha Trimmer, we get very caught up in the, the Kalim of the Mishka, right? That's what it is. And we, and we get caught up in the, in the menorah and in the, uh, the Shulchan and the um, menorah, the Shulchan and the Aaron and the Mizbayach, and it's all we get caught up in those things. And what we often um, forget is that. Those things are just the vessels that go into the structure. And so let's have a look at the structure, what the Torah says about the actual structure itself. Okay? Because those are not, that's not the Mishkan. Those are the vessels of the Mishkan. So they will facilitate that which is required in the Mishkan. But what's the Mishkan itself? You hear that? Okay. So if you go to Perek Chafvav, Okay. That's where we see the indication of that. At least this part I know I'm right. Because it says, For the Mishkan, you have to make the following. What's a Yeria? The probably translated as a tapestry of some sort. Or a curtain. You make 10 Yeriot, 10 curtains. Sheish, Moshzar, Tzachedra, Argaman, all these different um, materials. Materials, uh, okay. Kruvim, Maasei, Koshev, Taseota. And inside those curtains, there has to be the image of the Kruvim. Okay. But what I want to focus on most specifically today is not so much the pictures, but I want to focus on the numbers. Because you're going to see some interesting things in the numbers. And the numbers are going to help us to draw back and think about something much bigger than the numbers. Okay. So, number one. For et hamishkantase, Rashi says, That the yuriot, these curtains are there to come over the krashim. The krashim are the beams. Right? Of wood and the Krashim come over that and they effectively make the roof. Okay, that's the roof. This is the Mishkan because it's a building and a building needs a roof. So you can have all the pillars that you want, but without the covering, it's got no walls and it's got no roof. This comes as f- serves the roof and that becomes the Mishkan. That's really the Mishkan. It serves as the creation. What is it made out of? Eser Yeriot. How many Yeriot? Ten. Hold that thought. Okay, then we're going to go. Says the Torah and carries on. Orecha Yuria. So, how big are these Yuriot supposed to be? Ha'achat Shmoneve Esrim Ba'ama. But Shmoneve Esrim Ba'ama. 28 Amot. So, 4 Amot. So, about 6 foot. What's 28 Amot? They're pretty big. Right? They're very big. Uh, what's 8 fours or 24? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. That's big, huh? That's massive. It's almost 16 meters long. It's probably about 14 meters, something like that. Okay, it's long. It's long. 
So these very long yiriot, that's how long they were. And the word is So Each yiria is 28 by 4. You got it. That's interesting numbers, no? Where do you get 28? Why 28? Why by 4? Why are they 10? So let's look and keep a little bit going on. Then the Torah says, by the way, these 10 yiriot, Five must be connected to each other. And five must be connected to other. In other words, you've got two sets of five. Now, can you see something starting to take shape a little bit? Do you know about something which is two sets of five? The, the Luchot. Okay? And how many are there? Ten. So maybe the ten Yeriot have something to do with the Luchot as well. Right? We still learn about the 28 and the 4. Let's carry on. And on the Yeria, you've got to put these little like Lula. The Lula is like a loop. That's the word. Like a loop. Okay? Of Techeilet. Mikatsaba Chovaret. And you just keep doing all these loops. Okay? But there's a loop on one side of the Yeria, on each one of the Yeriot, not on both sides. Okay? And then what do you do? You do 50 loops on each one. You've got to do 50 and 50. Okay? Then what do you do? You put um, like hooks of gold. And you use those hooks to bind the Yeriot to each other. So they have five, there's ten Yeriot, five by five, okay, 28 by four, bound together with how much? 50 Lulaot. Now, Hashem's not like making numbers up. That's a nice idea, let me like, oh, let's throw in 50. We haven't used that for a while, okay? So it's got to be something bigger. And once you put those 50 things together and you connect them all, then what happens? The Mishkan becomes one. Isn't that interesting? From 10 to 5 to 5, from 10 to 5 and 5 to 50 becomes all becomes one. So there has to be something. You know why there has to be one? So what is one? One is Hashem. Vaya Mishkan Echad. The Mishkan is Echad, which means the Mishkan is reflecting back onto our Kodesh Baruch Hu himself. You understand that? Now we have to understand. Then, let's go on a little bit more. The Asita Yeriot Izim oil Ala Mishkan. Then you have Yeriot Izim. Now these are not the same Yeriot. These are Yeriot made out of goat hair. It's much more protective. And those are an oil ala mishkan. Those serve as like the tent on top of the mishkan. So the mishkan of these ten yiriot. Now you put these yiriot of his, of, of his imhud. How many? Eleven. That's an interesting number. What is eleven? It's not a number. Right? Or maybe it is, because listen carefully. These ones are 30. The other ones are 28. These are 30. But they have the same work. 
היריעה אחד מידה אחת לשתי השאריות, או להבדיל את הסיימון. וחיברת את חמש שאריות לבד ואת שש שאריות לבד. או, look at this. You combine six and five together. Right? So five on the one side and six on the other side. וכפלת את היריעה השישית אל מול פני האוהל, and the front area is like the door. פולדלאדה. Okay, let's try and understand what is happening with these areas. Now, I don't know if you ever learned this before, but to be frank, neither have I. When I was preparing, I was looking at maybe look at the arrow, look at this, but why don't we look at these things? You know why I don't look at these things? Because this sounds like some like arbitrary measurements. Until we start looking a little bit deeper. So, commentaries like Rashi and the Rishonim will focus on the technicality of what this was all about. How it looked, what it looked like, right? But the acronym, don't have to focus on technicalities, but the technicalities are there. What they're going to focus on is trying to find meaning in what these things speak about. So what I want to look at with you is really one kliyaka. This is the kliyaka. See that? The long kliyaka. But it's an unbelievable kliyaka. So let's see how much, how much we can do in the short time that we've got together. Says the Kliyaka. Number one you have to understand is that um, what is this number 10? So tell me about what you know about the number 10. Please don't say 10 of the big, come on. What is 10? 10 plagues. So now that's already later in history. Good. And there's Asherah Dibrot. God. Where's the first ten that we know of? The ten utterances that Asherah Dibrot. What do you know? The first time that the number ten comes up is where? Is the Asara Ma'amarot Shinivra'ulam. With these ten utterances, whatever that means, that Hashem created the world. So the minute you see ten, whenever you see ten, any single time that you see ten, you have to reflect back to that. So the, remember, this is the Mishkan. The Mishkan is 10, which means there's something about the Mishkan that reflects back to creation. It's not just stum, an idea. The Mishkan is a, um, a little world sitting in the big world. Everything in the Mishkan is the world. Everything. Every single vessel, every single piece of material will find itself reflected somewhere in the world in which we live. That's what he wants to say. Asara ma'amarat divra'olam, ba'esa yiriyot, corresponds to that. Okay. Now, having said that, let's understand. Um, what's 28? Remember? 10 and they're 28 by 4. What, what is 28? So let's work this out. What is 28 in Gematria? 20 is Chaf, Chet is 
Right? Eight, so it's Chavchet. What does that spell? Koach. Yes? Tell me about Koach that you know. What do you know about Koach? Koach, yeah, right? It means strength. Right? So you've got the Yeriot, there are 10 of them. Each one of them is 28, which means that the 10 Yeriot, the 10 Yeriot have Koach within them. Okay? So it says, you daven it every single Friday night. Kol Hashem Bakoach. The voice of Hashem comes, Bakoach. So explains the Kliyakras. That's a beautiful idea. He says, when Hashem created the world, it speaks about Ma'amarot. Right? What is a Ma'amar? It's an utterance. You say something. Right? He created the world by speaking in a sweet, soft way. That's a Ma'amar. But then somebody else said, the ten answers that's done, said the ten commandments, but the Aseret had Dibrot. What's the difference between a Dibur and a Ma'amar? Says the Kliyaka, a Dibur is much stronger. Because when Hashem created the world, there was no one. He wasn't trying to convince anyone. He was just doing the creation. So he spoke softly and beautifully, which is an amazing concept, because it means that the essence of the world, of the creation of the world, is a space of softness. It's not a space of hardness. Even hard, craggy rocks are created with ma'amarot in a beautiful way. You can see beauty in, in rocks. It's an amazing concept, I think. Okay? But the dibrot are different. Because when Akkadish Baruch gave the Aserit dibrot, what did he do? It says, the Gemara says, he held up the mountain like, upon, over them like a, like a jug. And he said to them, you've got a choice. Either take it or don't take it. That's the koach of the 28 amot of the Yeriot. On the one hand, it reflects creation, but in its size, it reflects the Aseret Tadibrot. It's bringing HaKadosh Baruch Hu's totality together. On the one hand is the softness, and the other hand is the forcing us to take on what we need to take. Um, and that's why it's koach. Then he says... We know clearly that you've got these two Yeriot, what? There's five and five. Obviously, that is. Ben Adam Nachavero and Ben Adam Lamakom. But obviously, the most unbelievable part is what? Is that when, you, when it says, leave the 50, we'll get to 50 now. But what is it about the Mishkan that makes the Mishkan so special? Is that you take these 10 Yeriot, the five and the five, which are looped together with the 50, which we'll get to, and they come together and it says, by you, Hamishkan Echad, which means what we've just said, the Mishkan becomes one, right? But what do we say the Mishkan is? The Mishkan is a small world. How does the world become one? When you bring the mitzvah ben Adam Lamakom and the mitzvah ben Adam Lachavero into one holistic concept. You cannot live independently as ben Adam Lamakom, ben Adam Lachavero, and expect to be able to connect to the oneness of the Rebbeinu Shlomo. It's all one big system. Get that? It's like uh, I don't know, like driving a car with three wheels and it should have four. It's, just, it's a good try. You might get quite far. Show me like, a friend of mine's cat just had their foot amputated. No, or whatever. Show where you say I don't know. Don't cry. Just like, right. So they had their foot amputated, but the cat moves around. Right. It can get up. It can do it. Whatever. It can do everything it kind of needs to do in the world in which it lives in. You know, like sports, a nasal cat. Right. But the point is, the point is, it's got three legs and it still gets around. But is that a cat? Is that a complete cat? No. It can still get around. It still seems as if it's going and doing what it needs to do. But it's not a. It's not a complete cat. 
So to us, if we are not doing mitzvot ben Adon l'makom and ben Adon l'chaver and integrating them into each other, then it's not echad. And it's not what HaKadosh Baruch wanted totally from us. That's not easy. You know why? Because let me tell you, we all know, it's so much easier to do mitzvot ben Adam l'makom than it is ben Adam l'chaver. You know? Hashem has got incredibly broad shoulders. We don't. You know, Loshonora is an easy one. But not only Loshonora, I mean, that's like a good example. But there's so many things, but Adam Lechavero, that are, are an issue. Today, today we had a meeting, it was, a, it was a very scary meeting, but I'll share it with you because it's important that you guys know. So we had a meeting about um, sexual abuse that is happening in the community. But it moved from sexual abuse on that level to what's happening amongst teenagers that older teenagers are doing inappropriate things with younger teenagers. Boys. The Fkev has not got one reported case from girls. It's boys to boys. Isn't that very, very scary? Okay? That's scary. And what came out of the discussion is a whole bunch of different things. And then it was mentioned that there's a certain person. And this certain person is believed to be a bit of a predator, but no one's coming forward to, to like, say, put their name on the, to put their neck out and say, yes, this guy's a predator. So you've got this person who's running around that people know about, I don't know who it is, they wouldn't tell me, right? But people know about his suspected of doing some very terrible things with people, well, kids, okay? No one knows about it. Well, people know who he is, and they're not telling. So... Myself and a couple of others, I get really heated up by this kind of thing, said, that's not appropriate. That's lifne, uh, that's lo tamod echa. You're standing idle on the blood of your fellow. How can you allow a person who's accused of inappropriate sexual behavior to be running around freely on the campus? And you don't know who he is. So this person could be walking on our campus every single Shabbos. I don't know. I don't think he is, but could be. Right? That's a mitzvah bain. Adam l'chavayro. It's not only about Adam Lamakwa. Right? These are the things that become very difficult because we're so sensitive to one another and we should be. But there's also a mystery about Adam Lamakum there of making sure that human beings are safe. So that's where I'm scanning it. Vayu Mishkan Echad. Fine, let's carry on. He says the says the Kliyaka. I want to understand, says the Kliyaka. How come? How come we have this number 50? Where does the number 50 come from? What do you know about number 50? So, Yovel. So 50 is Yovel. What does it mean? It's a, complete, it's a complete unit of 7 by 7, right? Well, it's 7 by 7 and then, it's the, then you start again, the 50th year, right? Where else do you know about 50? Shavuot, right? So what does 50 indicate? Total completion. Right? We never count 50 days. We count 49. The 50th is never counted. Because the only space of completion is the Mishkan. We are always incomplete. We are always lacking. Moshe Rabbeinu reached what level? 49. The highest level that you can. And he was buried where? On Haranavor. Haranavor, so there, there's a beautiful Hasidic understanding. Haranavor, nun bet aleph, nun 50 bo. Yeah. He's, he's buried in the 50th level, even though he was buried. I'm not sure where he was buried, right? 
impurity. So, if it's 49 impure, it's 49 pure. You understand that? That's why we count up 49 days. We count from the... the everything in this world exists as Zelu Matze. You've got the, 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 the Tahor and the Tameh. So if there's 49 Tameh, it means there's 49 Tahor. As you go to... So 49 Tameh is one Tahor. 48 Tameh is two Tahor. You understand how this works? It keeps going all together. You got it. You're happy. So that's the 50. So 50 is the absolute completion of the Ribbon Shalala. By you, Echad. Okay, now, now we're going to look at how many Yeriyot are there? Ten. So that's what? What letter is that? Yud. Yud. Let's put that down here. Okay? Then you have the next, how many Yeriyot are there? Eleven. Eleven divided up into what? Six and five. So what's six? Vav. And then and five is? Hey. Can you see a pattern developing it? There's a Yud, there's a Vav, and there's a Hey. Can you see? Can you see? Can you see that the Rebbeinah Olam sits in those Yeriot? Hashem's name, Yud, Hey, Vav, and Hey. Got it? That's what the Yeriot are. We, 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 we missed out this whole opportunity in our lives of learning about these things. So he says that... Um, That when when a person is able to get to the 50 levels of Bina of understanding, then he can totally cleave to Hashem, because that's Hashem, but no one gets there. So that's the ultimate ultimate, um, aspiration. The the five Yeriot, those, they're also five. Five, the five Yeriot are come to correspond to the first Dibrot. They come to as a honor for Hashem. Those correspond to the, to the mitzvot ben Adam lechaver. Why? Because you've got Yeriot that cover the Kodesh Kodashim and you've got Yeriot that cover the rest of the Beit HaMikdash or the, the Mishkan. So the riot that cover the, the, the Kodesh Kodashim are what? Are the ones of the mitzvah ben Adam Lamakom, and the other ones the mitzvah ben Adam Lechaveiro. The tziru chamish gamim moresh mispar chamishim mitzarfim va'elud varim berurim va'atikim enochanim. He says, and the, the fifty come to connect all of the stuff together. And now he says the following. Listen carefully, please. Um, It says, Hinei Hashem Barcheni Nafshi. It says, you know, Hashem Barchi Nafshi. Hashem should bless my nefesh. Okay? It says the Kliyaka. Amar David, Keneged Haneshama, Shenimshala Bachamisha Dvarim, El Hashem Yitbarach, Vichiboram, Udivokam, Aladei, Chamishim Sharei Bina Kaamur. He says, you need to understand that the Neshama connects to five, the Neshama is like the general term. Of the of the neshama, <laughs> of the spiritual field, this thing inside us, that there are five aspects of it. Those five aspects of it are the things that are the five aspects of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. But he doesn't explain what those are. But the point is that the fives keep coming up. The fives are 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 the connection that we have to Hashem all the time. He says, go right and see. He called Hashem Baruch Hu. 
everything that Hashem created, Yesh Bakulam Ezra Emtsaiya Machaber Shneakatsavot. Says every single thing in the world has got what? Something in the middle that joins the two sides. Says, look at the human being. In the world that we live, we've got two worlds. We're, like, we're living in this space that we don't always get. There's a spiritual world, there's a physical world. What links them? In other words, everything, says the Kliyaka, that exists in this world is linked. The two extremes. What links the spiritual world and the physical world? We do. The human being is able to do it. And what we are able to do, and this we don't get how powerful we are, is that we are able to bring shalom, peace, between the force of chumriyut, of uh, physicality, and the force of spirituality. What are we doing right now? We're learning Torah, right? How are we doing that? How are you learning Torah right now? So I'm speaking a lot, okay? I'm speaking, what are you doing? How are you listening? Who's the, who's the uh, what's it called, uh, OT or what, uh, hearing specialist, speech and hearing, anyone here? Okay, doctors, you're a doctor? Studying. So how, how do you hear? Two? I'm gonna come to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. How do we hear? Because there's sound waves which you can't see go into your ears, and there's whole stuff going on in the ears, right? The eardrum and the list, the pocket, all these things work together. That's the physicality that enables us to hear. What is hearing? Hearing is nothing, it's sound waves, right? But I'm learning Torah with you, which is a spiritual thing that's manifested itself into a physical thing. That's how we join the worlds together. That's how we bring Shalom. That's why the, um, the, uh, the Nefesh HaChaim, which is Rechaim HaVolajan, says the most unbelievable thing. The Rechaim HaVolajan says that if there's one moment of Torah that is not being, if there's one moment when Torah is not being learned, what's going to happen? The world will be destroyed. The world will just, like, just blow up. Why? More than that. It is the thing. Learning Torah doesn't mean like this. In fact, it's an amazing thing. The Gemara says you must learn aloud. Why must you learn aloud? Because you've got to bring that, that physical manifestation of the Torah that you're learning into this world. When you bring that into the world, then what have you just done? You've, you've, you've created the balance between the spiritual and the physical. That's what this Mishkan is. This Mishkan is that place where everything can exist spiritually and physically. How do we do it? By bringing it all together. By Yeh Mishkan Echad. Via what? The process of Mitzvah Ben Adam Makom and Mitzvah Ben Adam Lechavero. And that's what the Krashim are all about. There is so much more in it. Unfortunately, we don't have time. But um, let's stop there if you don't mind. And uh, please go, go continue next week. Have a beautiful day, guys.